Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash sales course. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 55 of Inbound Sales Journey. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Herman, joined by Gray McKenzie. And in episode number 55, what we are going to be diving into is inbound agency salespeople compensation plans, trying to figure out what is the best way to compensate a new employee that you guys are hiring if you're trying to hire a dedicated salesperson. Now, in episode 54, we talked a little bit about agency partnerships, so if you missed that, you can go ahead and uh, listen to that one first, but for now, we're going to be focusing on the compensation plans. So, Gray, I'm going to start by kicking this one over to you, and we can talk a little bit from our own experience with me coming on and being a full-time salesperson at the agency, kind of what we did, and then some other thoughts that we have as well. Awesome. Let's go. Well, this is a fun this is a busy topic. There's always a lot of conversation going on about this. And I think that just to preface, like first things I would say, I think by way of just hopefully if you're an agency owner or a salesperson listening to this, like there's not one perfect solution out there. Um, and I think that there are a lot of other factors in hiring somebody and retaining someone that um, that can overcome – whatever mistakes you make in the comp plans and there will be mistakes. There's not uh, one ultimate sales comp plan that's going to fit every single salesperson that's going to fit every single situation. And uh, in the same comp plan may not work for the first three salespeople you bring onto your team. So I'd just say uh, it's worth putting a lot of time and attention into, but, um, but don't get, get the basic pieces right. Let your people know that you care about them. Prove that with the way that you compensate them, um, and don't don't stress out about this. So I think when you're thinking about hiring a salesperson, for a lot of agencies who we're working with, that conversation is: I'm the agency owner. I've been doing growth and acquisition at my agency, and now I'm hiring my first salesperson. Or I've got one salesperson, and I'm thinking about either hiring a second or bringing on a BDR. Uh, or an SDR, someone to come in and do development to get leads for whoever the closer is. Um, But if you're an agency who falls into that first bucket, some of the common questions that people have are, do I want somebody who's a full-time team member here or do we only need somebody who's coming on part-time to work these leads and that'll be enough business generated to grow at the pace that I want to grow at? So then you're looking at questions like, do I want a 1099, an independent contractor, and how does that all work? Or do I want somebody who is W-2'd and they're going to be an employee and um, I'm going to go through uh, all, all the stuff that's a- accompanied with that route? Um, so those are some of the first uh, decisions that you need to make. You need to look at what's the compensation model going to be. Is it going to be largely salary-based? Obviously, in the sales world, in the sales world so much is around commission. Um, so what's going to be the model? There are some agencies who try and bring on a part-time 1099 who's 100% commission-based. And I think there's a lot of cons associated with that. Um, 
but there are also people who've said that they've had success with it. Uh, that's not something, that's not a route that we have gone down and had, uh, or had success with, but, um, but you can look at that, and then obviously the other end of the spectrum is you've got a full-time employee who's on some sort of base salary with a commission model, and uh, and that's a different type of commitment to make. Obviously, it's a bigger financial commitment. Um, it's a bigger time commitment, and hopefully it's going to produce a lot more results for you. That's obviously what you're banking on. It shows that you're a lot more serious about growth at your agency. I think that um, – from an owner's side, someone who's hired part-time salespeople before and tried that route and as someone who's hired full-time salespeople before, um, I think one thing that I would stress is it's hard at the, it was hard very early on in Guava Box when we wanted someone else to come in and help with, uh, with sales efforts to have the, the capital available to commit to somebody on a full-time salary basis or or minimum compensation level um, where there's uh, kind of a base plus commission with with any type of sizable base. But, um, but the time and the effort that went into training the people wasn't radically different between a part-time salesperson um, and having somebody come onto the team full-time. And the, the dividends for the work – uh, that went in or way higher having that full-time team member. So I think that just generally my philosophy on this, if you're the agency who's in that boat of I'm getting ready to hire somebody is you as the agency owner or someone on your core team, but probably you as one of the owners should be the person responsible for growth until there's enough capital to bring somebody on in more or less a full-time capacity to take on sales. That's going to be my not that hot take for the morning. I think that's uh, I think a lot of people would agree. Like a full-time salesperson probably makes more sense in a lot of situations. But there's a ton of agencies who go the part-time route, and I just see a lot of struggles and and cons with that approach, and not that many success stories for it. So that would be if I was to try and give somebody who's in that position. A word of advice based on my experience. That would be where I would go with that. Now, obviously, there's a ton of things. All of that uh, didn't get into the exact compensation plan. So there's a lot more that we'll get into here in this episode. But Ryan, I'm going to pause there and get your thoughts on that. And also would love to hear from your side of things as a salesperson being recruited and coming on board and obviously being on the receiving end of that compensation plan. Um, what are some of your thoughts on on this whole issue? Uh, well, I would say when it comes to full-time versus part-time, uh, for me personally, just like I have a, a kind of a clear distinction in my mind of what's right. And for me, it's full-time. Any any type of part-time sales positions from what I've seen just don't typically work that well. You know, you think about like a classic example is like a realtor, right? Like you just don't want to be working with a part-time realtor. You want someone who's fully devoted, someone who's who's really, you know, knowledgeable, um, and, and is there for you all the time. And I think like any sales position is the same way. Like with um, the amount of effort that has to go into making someone good at sales, you might as well bring them in full time. And this is going to depend a little bit too on the compensation. Like the nice thing about sales is there is the option to do a hundred percent commission. So obviously they're not making money unless they're selling something for you. And 
on the flip side of that, if that's the route you're going to go, the commission better be darn good because salespeople have more of a personality of high risk, high reward. Um, great. You know, like we kind of had the conversation when I was coming on, like, I just, I don't want to work on a salary. I don't think good salespeople just want a salary, a salary with a, with a commission that can make sense for some people, but just working on a salary doesn't have the right incentives in place. So jumping back to kind of the, the commission versus salary aspect, we did something a little bit uh, interesting, I think, and that basically gray for all the audience listening what we did was Gray offered me two different options. So he said, look, you can have a base salary plus a smaller commission percentage for everything that you sell so that you are guaranteed a little bit more stability, but your potential earnings are going to be less going that route for the trade-off of having some stability. The other option is we can make you 100% commission-based. Your percentages go up pretty high and now you have a greater overall but a lot less especially in the beginning uh kind of you're going to be grinding a little bit in the beginning to, to to get things working now my background is in new home construction what they did was i was salaried for about seven months and that was my training period after that i went 100 percent commission based so i'd been in 100 percent commission setting for about a year and a half before I came over back to Guava Box. So what I like about that model and what I think is kind of almost the middle ground and something that that people should strongly consider is blending the two into that so that there's always a period of training. There's always a time, you know, and I think when it comes to inbound marketing, it's significantly less than what I was for new home construction with all the things that I had to learn there, maybe more like a one to three month time period versus a you know seven month time period. But having a salary for people to say, look, we're going to support you. We're willing to invest this money into you while you're training, knowing that we're probably not getting a lot out of you, um, but it's a future investment. So offering them that salary and then moving them on to 100% commission takes a little bit of that stress and pressure off of them. To, to try to find those sales because the one thing you don't want is a new salesperson who's desperate for a sale uh, because it's always harder to sell when you're desperate. And if you're bleeding money and, and you're just 100% commission right off the bat, that's a really, really tough, stressful position to be in. And I think that there can be a lot of, uh, I don't know, just a, a lot of anxiety that can come from that on a salesperson's per- end in the beginning. So I kind of liked, Gray, what we did with offering two options. One thing that we didn't do that I think may have been better in hindsight is just a, a higher salary during the training period and then the option, hey, do you want to continue with a smaller base salary and smaller commissions but have the stability or do you want to go the 100% route and giving people an option? Because I think you'll kind of learn about them as an individual during that time as well. For me, I want to be 100% commission. You know, I believe in my abilities enough and if I believe in the product and or the service and, you know, in this case, the agency enough, uh, I think that I'm going to be better off long term doing the 100% commission plan because I can make more money that way. Um, but that was a choice that, Gray, we got to talk about together and I got to explain to you kind of what my thoughts were on there. There was an option. I made the choice. And then because it was my choice, ultimately, you know, it wasn't forced upon me. I'm going to feel better during the down times and I'm going to feel really good during the good times, you know. Um, so those are some of my thoughts, Gray, from the salesperson's perspective. Yeah, I think uh, 
I think that's a good point that um, – and this – we can, I feel like this is a debated point, but um, definitely paying your salesperson something for the training portion or uh, – Ryan, I think messing around – I think we even called it like a signing bonus when you came on. But uh, um, – you know, some compensation to help people get through that first onboarding session. Um, but one of the things I was going to say is, uh, from an agency owner's perspective, um, I have not come up with a good model or seen a good model where you give your salespeople the opportunity to flip back and forth whenever they want to. So just think about how you want to structure that. If you do, I kind of do like the the choice approach. Now, obviously, that's a little bit more complicated, but it, um, it gives a salesperson uh, and potentially multiple salespeople the, op- the option to pick what's right for their situation, their risk tolerance, um, and the way that they want to be rewarded. And it'll obviously tell you something about the salesperson as well. Um, but figure out what that period of time would be if you're going to give them an opportunity to switch in the future. Figure out how long that's going to go. Obviously, you'd, uh, in terms of predicting your growth and your uh, – expenses and um, overhead and things like that, you wouldn't want the option on the table to switch back and forth endlessly. So just figure out like what is this – if we do go down this route of giving a salesperson options to choose between. Um, and there are other companies and other places that uh, that do this. I know at, um, at Buffer, for example, who uh, has really just been radically transparent with an awful lot of their – uh, you know, everyone's compensation is uh, is on the table, but they give people a choice when they're hiring uh, between either you can have a higher salary or you can have a little bit of stock options. Um, and so you 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 choose. Well, you, you get some stock options either way. But would you like a little bit more stock options, uh, banking obviously on the long term success of the company, or would you like to take a higher salary and cash out on this stuff now? Um, so I think that that gives people a the, the option to choose and helps them f- pick the package that's right for them. But even if uh, – I, I think aside from the fact that that could impact – that's obviously going to impact their financial situation and your financial uh, situation. Aside from that, just giving your team members uh, a choice and input into the – into the decision that gets made about how they get compensated, I think that probably has a bigger impact uh, in the intangible realm than than the tangible compensation plan. I don't know. What do you think about that, Ryan? Do you, you get what I'm getting at there, like trying to give people – get them bought into the whole process and help them get on board with how they get compensated? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that one thing I didn't communicate very clearly, Greg, I'm glad you touched on is it's not like you're giving them the option – you know, for all year long, hey, you can just choose. You want to flip back to being on salary, or you know, do you want to be 100% commission based? People need to make a choice, and I think great. Like during that training period, certainly before you coming out of the end of it, people need to have that decision made. Whether you do it right off the bat during the hiring process and say these are your options, choose. You know, you're going to have a salary for the first few months during training, uh, but choose what you want after that. Um, and then whether you lock people into a year long, this is what it's going to be, or that's just, you know, like at Ryan Holmes when I was selling there, it was just this is the compensation plan. They reserve the right to change it yearly, but I knew it was going to be 100% commission after that training period. Um, you know, and thankfully there only kept going up, you know, as the cost of living and things like that went up as well. Um, 
but yeah, no, make have people make the decision. Do you want to be on a commission? Do you want to be salary with, um, you know, a, a smaller commission percentage on top of that? But make the decision, and then we're sticking with what you decide. But giving people just a little bit of that power in the beginning to kind of choose their fate, I think, will go a long way in making them happy. And ultimately, whether things go, you know, they have a couple slow months in a row and they're 100% commission and they're struggling a little bit, at least they know this wasn't forced upon me. I made the decision. I think mentally that that is going to be helpful, uh, you know, and, you know, and helping you as the sales or as the owner kind of support them through that and, and say, you know, we're everything, you know, sales isn't up and down. It's a roller coaster and keeping the emotions in check. But if the, people have a little bit of power there in the beginning, they're going to feel a little bit better about that ride. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we wrap up here, and I know we're going a little bit longer than some of our other episodes, but I think that there are a couple things that I want to get into. One is everybody just wants to know what are the numbers that I should be giving my salespeople? What do I need to pay to be competitive? What's the least amount that I can pay somebody to get results? Uh, how much is too much? What am I overspending on a salesperson? Um, obviously, there's, and we're trying to focus around the compensation plans here, but there's a ton we could get into with recruiting and onboarding um, and other topics. So that's one side is um, what are the actual numbers? And maybe we could start with that, Ryan, and just uh, give people some idea. I guess I've got a disclaimer on that first. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll fire first here, and then if there's anything you want to add to this, Feel free to uh, to jump, and I'll give you a chance in a second. But um, the first thing that I would say is everybody wants to compare what am I offering versus what are other people offering. I have not talked to that many agency owners who have been trying to hire an inbound agency salesperson uh, in direct competition with another inbound agency. So really what other agencies are paying their salespeople may or may not be that relevant. And I wouldn't I wouldn't stress out about how do I be right at the 50th percentile or uh, how do I be on the low end of this but just enough to be competitive. I think you need to look at uh, just like we talk about pricing retainers and um, kind of the value approach to uh, value-based pricing. Um, I think you need to look at that at the same time when you're making investments and say hey, what is this person potentially worth to me? What realistically do I think they're going to be worth to me and what amount am I willing to pay for that value um, and then make a decision, make an offer based on that. Uh, if if you're selling, uh, obviously if you're selling to customers who have a lifetime value of $5,000 to your business or really anything under $10,000 probably, I don't know how you can afford to pay somebody unless the sale is a one call, 30 minute close every time uh, I don't know how you can afford to pay somebody to come on and uh, and go through a long four or five call sales process and close somebody or even a two or three call where there's a, a decent amount of prospecting and um, you know reaching out to people to set up calls in the first place. So I think you need to look at what's lifetime value of a customer for me. Um, how does this all work? So that's kind of my first disclaimer before is I'm going to try and give you guys some numbers here based on our experience and working with other agencies, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's right for you. So folks who are coming in, who are hiring their first salesperson on a team, there's not a structure in place right now. Some numbers that, uh, that I've seen and that, um, that are pretty common base salaries uh, for somebody coming on. I've seen as low as under $20,000 as a base 
uh, salary with a higher commission structure all the way up to forty or $50,000 as the kind of base salary with, uh, you know, with a decent chunk of commission on top of that. So I think if you're looking at a base plus a healthy commission plan and you want to take the stress off of people and the stress also off of your salespeople and you think they're going to be a high-performing salesperson, um, I think if you're looking, depending on the market that you're in, uh, a lot of folks are in that thirty to $40,000 base range. Compensation packages on top of that, obviously it's going to depend on what the base is, what the salesperson's experience is, where you are as an agency, a ton of these factors. But for some of the common things that get sold in the agency space, if we're looking at websites, um, we've seen commissions as low as 2.5% on a website project all the way up to 10 or 15% depending on how much that salesperson is involved in in uh, ongoing project management. And I think that's a whole other conversation that we get into is do you have a salesperson who's just dedicated to sales or are they also doing ongoing account management or at least checking in with that client on an ongoing basis? Um, I think the most common number that I've seen here is 5% or I said most common. So 5% I've seen more, uh, but 5 or 10% on like a website project sale to a salesperson. Uh, looking at retainers, that same range i have not seen uh not seen anyone pay out a retainer commission above 10 percent to a salesperson but somewhere in between two percent and uh and eight percent seems pretty common on the ongoing at least the first year some people have their salespeople involved in the resell or uh or upsell conversation and will pay a lifetime commission some people will just pay the the con the contract length that the salesperson initially um signed someone up for the discovery project. So, for example, at uh, at Guava Box with our game plan and a bunch of uh, other agencies who are using the Do and Bound methodology and the way that um, that we have the game plan scoped out. Um, you know, you can take that uh, and you could give a salesperson a twenty or thirty percent commission. You know, but but it's pretty common to see somewhere between ten and twenty or 25% commissions on those discovery projects that are hopefully not a loss but but could be thought of as kind of that loss leader in the field. And there are agencies who can take this, say, listen, here's the whole package. Here's exactly how it's done uh, by let's game plan training from do inbound. Um, give it to the salesperson. They learn the whole process. They're able to present it, use the sales materials and the training on how to sell this to clients. And uh, it'd be pretty pretty straightforward to take this whole training package, uh, combine that with a healthy 20, 25% commission to a salesperson to be involved in that. And then the, the subsequent upsell conversation, um, and have a, have a pretty solid, uh, starting point for, uh, for giving your salesperson a foot in the door and an opportunity to make revenue relatively quickly. Um, and there's some, there's definitely a, a good amount of commission that can be made there and also revenue for your agency. Obviously, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of other services that agencies sell, um, a lot of different ways of doing this. I think that one of the things that is challenging here is because we've got these different models where a number of agencies use a discovery project. Some people, though, wrap it into a retainer. Some people do a website project as a one-off thing. Then there's growth-driven growth, growth driven design, and how does that compare to a normal retainer? You may have different commission levels on different services. And so I think that the, the important thing here is outline these 
have these open and available to the salesperson during this compensation conversation and make sure that it's an ongoing conversation as well and that you're revisiting this and not just saying, hey, this is what we set in place back in the day. Uh, but as services change and the environment changes and the sales process changes, um, reevaluate this and make sure that everyone's bought into the comp plan as you're going forward with things. Great. That was a lot of good info. There's a couple things that I'm uh, thinking about as well here and then we can wrap up. But I think one thing that you talked about was how involved the salesperson is beyond getting the sale, right? So are they doing some sort of project management? Or are they doing just check-ins you know, along the way? And I think that two things that you really need to document as, as you as the agency owner are working through this process of how am I going to pay these people is also what is the expectation for what they're getting paid. So if I'm 100% commission-based and I'm getting paid on selling things, but you're going to ask me to do some sort of project management as well that I'm not getting paid on. Maybe that's okay if the expectation's been set up front, but if that hasn't been clearly made, that's going to cause potentially some problems because that's time that I'm not spending then trying to sell things that is what ultimately makes me money. So make sure that you are documenting what the job description essentially is very thoroughly and what they need to do and then sticking to that and honoring that. And then also documenting very clearly, okay, what are all of our services that we sell? What are percentages that make sense? And and it's a hard thing, Gray, to just say numbers. And I think you gave really good ranges for people to consider. But there's so many factors that go into that, you know, where you live in the country, what the cost of living is, what how much you're actually selling your agency services for. Uh, as well, and what your prop, your own personal profit margins are, are. These are things that you need to look at. And one thing I like that you said, Gray, is don't be so worried about what everyone else is paying and what what everyone else is doing. You know, focus on what is realistic for you and what is going to be you know good for the salesperson you're bringing in. You know, what's going to cause them not to just be scraping by all the time and living a stressful life. But, you know, don't be afraid to, to pay salespeople well. You know, they're they're the ones who can really make a big difference and push an agency forward. They should be some of the highest paid people in the agency. You know, frankly, that that's how sales is in a lot of different industries, you know. So I, that's what I would say. Don't be stingy. Document everything. And, you know, don't be afraid to pay well for for the advancement of your agency. You know, that that's not cheap and it's not free and nor should it be you know helping the salesperson to be successful will ultimately make your agency successful yep absolutely well if you guys have questions about comp plans um whether that's something that you want us to address on the podcast or you want to just get in touch because you're thinking about putting this together for the first time or you'd like us to take a look at what you currently have put together um we'd be happy to take a look and do our best to help you out you can get in touch with us via email uh, Ryan at doinbound.com or Gray at doinbound.com. My name is G-R-A-Y, just like the color. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up there. Um, next week, make sure you come back and join us. We're going to talk about using assignment selling when selling uh, game plans or retainers and how does this whole concept of assignment selling work. We're going to give you uh, some very specific thoughts and even interactive tools that you can use uh, during this process to help you close more sales. So kind of sticking with uh, this whole theme of once you've got the salesperson on board, how do you then give them the tools to make sure they can go through and sell and bring on new business? All right. As always, we appreciate you listening. Uh, to get the show notes, head over to doinbound.com slash sales journey. 
um, and you can grab all the resources from this episode and past episodes right there. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash salesjourney. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash salesjourney. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe. Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.